Welcome to Cyberspin, the podcast that brings you expert insights to today's hot topics in cybersecurity, privacy, and compliance for highly regulated industries. Subscribe to Cyberspin on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. Hello, welcome back to Cyberspin. This week we're back with Rumor Control Part 2, and in this episode we'll be talking about training. With us today we have Rob Teague, Thomas Graham, and a new voice, Ross Piper. Together the three will bust training rumors on CCP training, is it going on or isn't it, a CMMC Delta course, and to train or not to train. We'll walk through that question. With that, I'd like to pass the mic to Rob. Welcome back, Rob. As you heard, today's episode is all about the CCP training, and it was discussed at the January CMMC Town Hall that CCP courses are indeed available. And yes, a Delta course must be taken to address any changes that may come out in the development phase. Thomas, since you're the provisional instructor for Redspin, I was hoping maybe you can kind of walk us down this path of the training and what's all this about with the CCP training. Sure, Rob. So first and foremost, the CCP training is still being offered. You can definitely, you can go out there and you can schedule the courses, you can take the courses, and it is the CCP course based upon CMMC V1, which is where a lot of the rumors are are around right now. However, the CCP course, for the most part, doesn't have a lot of information that revolves around what was taken out of uh, CMMC with CMMC V2. So right now, the direction that that we've gotten is if folks still want to get the training, definitely they can go get the training because it is still there. I know you mentioned a, a Delta course, Rob. Yep. Uh, there is a Delta course that is going to be provided by the CMMC AB. But as far as we know right now, that, that Delta course is, is going to be free. Um, and the Delta course will cover, you know, any of the differences between the V1 training and the V2 training that will be coming out here hopefully later this year. Gotcha. And so for, uh, you know, folks like you and I, because not only are you a provisional instructor, you're also a provisional assessor like myself. Do we have to take the course as provisional assessors? Oh, it would be nice if we didn't have to take a course or anything, wouldn't it, Rob? It would be awesome. (laughs) So from what I know of right now, PAs will not have to take the actual training course if, and this is the big if, if you pass the exam once it becomes uh, available in its final version. What that means is, is that right now the target is, is to have the, the new version of the CCP exam out later this year. And if you are a PA, then you don't have a, a window from that initial release. What you need to be looking for is the release of the the final version. And then from there, Mm -hmm. you have six months to take the exam. If you don't take the exam within that six-month window, however, you'll lose your current PA designation. Gotcha. Makes sense. So, yeah, at least, um, you know, if we do take the exam and for some reason don't pass it, at least the option there is to go back, take the course, and then, you know, try again. Yeah, and that's... And then that's where, you know, as a PA, you would have to go back and take the courses if you failed the exam. Mm. If you, you know, take the exam, you pass it, you get your thumbs up, you're good. Um, you don't have to take the CCP course. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and the exams haven't even been, you know, completed yet because both you and I, Thomas, are part of the team that is building the questions for the exam. <laughs> uh, for for better or worse, yes, we were both part of the crew that they had designated to build uh, questions for the question bank for the V1 of the exam. Um, I, I, I don't know about you, Rob, but I know I haven't seen anything come into my inbox for notification that the new exam questions are ready to be constructed. And I think the reason for that is that all of the, the documentation for the actual CMMC assessments haven't been published as final yet. I think the final version of the cap is something that we're still waiting on as, as being one of the linchpins in that whole process. Right. So it's that and, um, you know, we had we had built a lot of questions already, and I think what uh, they're doing is going back and making sure those questions that were already uh, constructed still apply. Um, if they don't, then I think they're going to contact us and have us uh, redo a couple new ones to add into there. So uh, before I bring Ross in, because Ross is a, a pivotal point in this whole process of signing up for training. And that's why we got Ross on board today. But I do want to bring up that, and I don't want to start any rumors because this is rumor control, right? But there is some talk that once you complete the CCP training, you may be required to sit in on some level two certifications. We've heard there's going to be a requirement to sit in on on the assessments. Part of, part of the reason for that is when you become certified, it, it certifies you to be able to do something. If you think to other types of certifications, you have to pass a, a paper exam, which even though this is online, that's, that's what the CCP is. But you also have a practical, and that's where sitting in on, on the assessments is kind of like your practical exam. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the questions that, that I have and I know is, is still being debated, and I think you also have this question, Rob, is, is that are the potential CCPs going to have to sit in on the assessments before they take the exam, or is it after the exam? And it's kind of a gray area right now uh, that I believe where everyone is really still waiting for the DOD to to say what their their thoughts are on that process. But I don't know. Have you heard anything different, Rob? No, and and you know that you're absolutely right. Those are the questions we're kind of passing back to them for clarity. Uh, obviously, we're waiting on the DOD to decide if that's the case because you know there's a lot more to this than just bringing a fresh CCP out of training and putting them on an actual assessment, especially with a C3PAO, uh, because we got legal requirements, right? Non-disclosure agreements, all kinds of different things uh, to include access within our enclave, secure enclave, where most of the documentation is going to reside. So there's a lot of questions that have to go into it, but it's kind of refreshing to know that they're thinking about this and offering it. And that's why I kind of wanted to bring it up because, you know, as a C3PAO ourselves at Redspin, um, we're also an LTP because you're the instructor, Thomas. So um, when they reach out to us via our website, which Ross, I'm about to bring you in and, and have you kind of walk us through that. It just makes sense, right? If you sign up with Redspin, you take the training with Thomas. So number one, you get a certified instructor, a provisional instructor, right? Number two, somebody that had experience going through the DIBCAC because you walked us through and got Redspin certified. So your experience is being transferred in, in the actual classroom. And the other is once you're done with the course, we just slot you right into one of our certifications because you're already vested within Redspin. It just makes it a little easier. So 
Ross, not so much putting the CCPs in the training, but if you can kind of walk us through, since you're the first one that most folks will be contacted by when they register with us, can you walk us through the process? Sure, Rob. Uh, absolutely. I think the best way for students to uh, get either more information about the uh, Redspin CMMC CCP courses uh, already register for classes our website so to go to redspin.com we have a link um, right there in the middle of the page for cmmc prospective students would navigate down towards cmmc courses they can sign up directly for any of our course our future course dates so right now our next course that we're planning on holding is march 14th um, with additional classes uh, april the week of april 25th and also june 6th and so what happens is that once you register, reserve your spot on, our, on the website, I get notification um, that you're interested in the class. And then I'll turn around and reach back out to you in about a day or so, confirm some additional information, and, and then you're all set. And so when they sign up, there's also some, um, they'll receive a package from us, right? Of, of books? They will, ab absolutely. Part of it is that uh, we'll confirm where they're going to take the class and we'll have the, the course materials sent directly from our publishing partner um, directly to the students. And the materials should arrive a few days before the, um, the class date, but it's it's really easy and simple to sign up for a Red Spin course. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate the info. And, and for those that are interested, you know, if you decide that uh, you're working for a company and there's multiple folks that want to attend the training, there's a couple ways you can do it. We have virtual training. We've kind of halted the in-person training for now, sticking with the virtual, but we also have Thomas will come out to you and do training. For example, if you have an organization, you're certifying eight people, he'll come out and do the training there. And he really likes the cold, everyone. So if you like live in, you know, Minnesota or somewhere up north, please, please only bring him out during the winter because he absolutely loves it. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Rob, <laughs> you know, just throwing in some of my personal preferences. But no, I mean, honestly, if you are an organization, you have multiple folks that want to take the course, we will come out to your location to train folks. And, and here's the biggest thing to, to keep in mind, just because you're taking the course, the training, doesn't mean you actually have to sit for the exam. If you're an organization that is that is going to be going through a CMMC assessment, it might behoove you to have one or two of the folks that are going to be leading your own efforts to go through this so you can get a, an understanding of what's going on. But no, there, there's no requirement to take the exam just simply because you're taking the training. Anybody can take really the training so long as you meet the requirements. As far as myself, if I was you know, thinking about doing an assessment within the next year, going through it, or if I was wanting to, you know, start taking those steps to be in a, a CMMC CCA, a certified uh, assessor, I'd go ahead and take the, the course now. I mean, one that gets you in the, in the hopper and it gives you the opportunity to get your name out there. So as the assessments start happening, you have a better chance of going ahead and getting you know the, those requirements out of the way as you're getting closer to the to your assessment date then you can start trying to schedule your your delta training with the ab and you don't have to try and take so much and do so much within a very shortened shortened time frame but i mean that that's just what i would do if i hadn't already went through all all the training already mm -hmm. but i mean what do you think rob is that 
Does that sound like something you probably do? Well, you know, I, I'm a, I come with an army background, so I'm almost like a knuckle dragger. So I'll probably go through the training just to refresh myself and, uh, you know, then, then set up for the exam. Because, you know, even though we're writing the exams, we're not writing the whole exam, only portions of it. So that's why we got to take it. But you brought up some good points, Thomas. And, and one was who should who should attend, right? So obviously, if you're going to be a certified assessor, eventually, you, you're going to have, this is a stepping stone. You have to take CCP in order to become a CCA. But for organizations out there that are doing level one self-attestations, and then those that are doing level two certifications, it's best to have somebody within your organization that is CCP certified, right? Or at least went through the training to understand it because for level one, you're doing a self-attestation and the CEO or an executive has to sign off on the SPRS score. It makes sense to have somebody that within the organization is trained and understands it. The other piece for the level two folks is that, you know, after we're done with you at Redspin and you get certified, that certification is good for three years and then you have to recertify again. But somebody needs to maintain that whole, the whole project over those period of years, right? To make sure they stay in compliance. So uh, that's an excellent point. Yeah. And I mean, you know, first of all, it's foundational. It's foundational knowledge to, to what CMMC is ultimately trying to accomplish. And it is the foundation of, you know, here's why CMMC is here. Here's why is the need. And here's what, you know, you're going to have to be looking at you know moving forward will it teach you the intricacies of of how to conduct an assessment or or what folks are looking for no but what it's going to teach you is around nist 800 171 around around those those control families those practices and in and, and procedures and and other other items is when you're looking at your own environment here's how and why you should be protecting it, honestly, based upon these tenants. Mm. Yeah, no, great point. Also, for everybody's edification, uh, Ross isn't just uh, dealing with the training side. He's actually the project coordinator for all of the folks that uh, we do consulting with and the organizations that, uh, you know, bring us out to do level two certifications. Ross is the main one that keeps those projects running and our provisional assessors in line for the next project. So he plays a pivotal role. For a red spin. So with that, I think I, I think we pretty much have run the course on this. Just want to readdress that yes, CCP training is going on. So we killed that rumor uh, that it's not. It is going on. Yes, you will have to take a Delta course. As far as we know, it is there is no cost to it. The AB will provide it. What it looks like yet, we're not sure. As soon as we uh, get information or hear about it, we'll put it on our website for you. And then the other thing was, you know, should you should you go or should you stay? Should you wait for the exam? Should you not? Um, Thomas is probably waiting for the exam. I myself am going to go get the training just to fresh myself up, dust the cobwebs out from my provisional assessor training, and be ready for the CCP. Uh, because I do get, as Ross told you, all the documents. I get the books and everything else when I sign up for the course. So want to thank everybody for taking the time and being with us today. Again, if you hear any other rumors going on out there about CMMC, please address it with us at our website. We'll be happy to talk about it here on one of the podcast episodes. Until then, I'm going to pass it back to Lauren and say see you guys next time. All right. Thanks so much, Rob. And to our listeners, if you hear any rumors out there, we'll bust them. Email podcasts at redspin.com and we'll address them on another episode. Until then, please visit redspin.com or training.redspin.com for more information. Until next time, thanks for listening.